feed me now! I'm starving! Now that is a man who has eaten a lot of beef. I would not eat green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're talking about breakfast. Probably my favorite meal of the day. Because the beautiful thing about breakfast is you can eat it any time and it still tastes good. At least for me, I'm always in the mood for breakfast food. And for me, breakfast food is everything from cereal to scrambled eggs to pancakes to whatever. Anything you associate with breakfast, I'm happy with pretty much any time of the day. I can't say the same thing about lunch. Like, I can't imagine a ham sandwich first thing in the morning. I'm not really thinking to dig it into some fried chicken or a bowl of pasta at 10 a.m. But if lunchtime rolls around or dinnertime rolls around and you offer me some scrambled eggs, some bacon, some hash browns, I'm in. Now, I know not everybody shares that love of breakfast. Some people gotta have their dinner. Some people gotta have their lunch. They don't want to mix up their meals. But if you told me I could only pick one kind of food to eat for the rest of my life, breakfast food would be on the top of the list. Now, I have a broad definition of breakfast and breakfast food. Like, I count a bowl of cereal. I like cereal. I always have cereal in my cupboard. So I count a bowl of cereal as breakfast food. And could I eat cereal for lunch? Absolutely. Still do it. Could I do it for dinner? Yeah, still do it. If Mrs. Gamerdude happens to be out somewhere and I don't feel like cooking anything, oh, look, Honey Nut Cheerios, and I'll pour myself a bowl. Oh, Life Cereal? Spoon-sized shredded wheat? Absolutely. Any of those. Same thing with scrambled eggs. I like fried eggs okay, but scrambled eggs is my preferred method, and that's thanks to my mom. I don't know if mom preferred scrambled eggs or if she just couldn't fry them up. Getting fried eggs right is difficult. It's taken me years to be able to do fried eggs and over easy without screwing up the yolk, but I can do it. And I think a lot of people wind up with scrambled eggs because they can't do fried eggs. Because once you screw up the yolk, (laughs) screw it, just scramble them up. So I'm going to talk about breakfast a little bit today, where my love came from, why I love it. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you a quick and easy recipe for your own French toast. People think French toast is very difficult. French toast is very easy. It seems to be a difficult thing, and it's a very, very easy thing to do. And my recipe for French toast comes with a disclaimer. I'm not really a big fan of French toast. I know it's weird, right? I make a very good French toast. Yes, I am breaking my arm, patting myself on the back. But I make a pretty good French toast. But I can take or leave French toast. There's things I'd rather have than French toast. But I learned to make it because the kids like it. And I make it a lot because Mrs. Gamer Dude loves it. Gamer Dude Daughter loves it. So I'll make French toast all of the time. And I'll eat it. But the fact that people love it when I make it is one of the reasons I'm going to give you the recipe so you can impress your friends and family. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. As for my love for breakfast, I'm not exactly sure why that started or where that started. Because, as I've mentioned previously, my mother was not a big get-up-in-the-morning-and-make-us-breakfast kind of mom. We were all on our own for breakfast. It's partly because each of us kids, when we went to school, left at different times. So there was no such thing as everybody up, sit down for breakfast. My dad was out the door by 7 a.m. My bus was usually the first one to come, so I was out the door after he was. And since I was out the door, I don't know what my brother and sister were doing. But I know my mom was not up making breakfast. So my love for cereal started at a young age because that's what there was. Mom would buy boxes of cereal, and that's what we had for breakfast. So if I wanted breakfast in the morning, I would go out, pour myself a bowl of cereal, and have cereal. 
We rarely got the super fancy sugary ones. Back when I was a kid, that was sugar smacks, sugar corn pops, sugar frosted flakes. Note the common theme. Back when I was a kid, all these cereals had sugar in the name. If you look back at the early advertising for these early cereals, it was sugar this and sugar that. They've changed it. Not that they've reduced the sugar content necessarily, but they've changed the name to make sure the focus isn't on the sugar. But boy, I love those things. But we didn't get sugar corn pops. They were very expensive. We would occasionally get sugar smacks, which is basically puffed rice coated in sugar. Those were good and cheap, so we got that. Sugar frosted flakes we got on occasion, basically sugar coated corn flakes. Because regular cornflakes would get soggy as soon as you put milk on them. So we would eat them if we had them, but they were not a favorite. Sugar-frosted flakes were much better because they stood up to milk. But my mom was aware of the sugar content, so she would try to get things that were a little more healthy. Like Chex cereals still had sugar, but sugar wasn't the focus. And Chex stood up to milk. Rice Krispies, Snap Crackle Pop, they stood up to milk. There was also shredded wheat. Actually, two kinds of shredded wheat. The first kind of shredded wheat that I grew up with was the large biscuits of shredded wheat. If you've seen spoon-sized shredded wheat, you know they have those little squares of shredded wheat. Nowadays, they come with different coatings, blueberry, strawberry. But when I was a kid, they had these big biscuits of shredded wheat. And when I say big biscuits, the biscuit was probably two inches wide and four inches long and about an inch and a half thick. And it was literally a giant size spoon-sized shredded wheat. You can still find them in stores occasionally. But when I was a kid, they were everywhere. They were a big thing. They don't exist so much anymore. You have to look really hard for them. And there's two ways to eat those. And I discovered that when I was a kid. The first way is you just throw a biscuit in a bowl, sprinkle some sugar on it, always the sugar, and then pour milk on it. And you have the dry, crunchy shreds of wheat with a little sugar and a little milk. And you just spoon that into your mouth. Kind of dry, crunchy. It's kind of like eating straw, quite honestly. I think it was my dad who taught me another way to eat those giant biscuits. What you would do is you would boil water. This is before the days of the microwave, so you actually had to, you know, boil water on the stove in a kettle. So you'd get the water boiling. You'd put two biscuits in your bowl. Then when the water was boiling, you'd pour it over the biscuits. Let it soak in. It softened up those biscuits. Then you would take a giant spatula, drain the water out, pour it over the sink... Then you had two very warm biscuits, and you'd put butter and sugar and milk on top of that. The butter gave it a nice little flavor. The fact that you put boiling water on it softened it up so it was less like eating straw, more like eating oatmeal. And the sugar and milk gave it, well, you know, flavor. But I enjoyed eating shredded wheat, and I enjoyed eating the spoon-sized shredded wheat as well. I never did the spoon-sized shredded wheat with a hot water. The fact that it was spoon size made it much easier to eat and much more enjoyable, so I never bothered with the hot water with that. But the hot water on those biscuits with the butter and the sugar and the milk, that was a good treat. Another good treat, which would usually happen on the weekends, because as I said, mom didn't make breakfast Monday through Friday. But on the weekends, she would make hot cereal. And I grew to love hot cereal, whether it was oatmeal or cream of wheat or cream of rice. Whatever mom was making, I enjoyed hot cereal. Some people call it mush Some people call it gruel. Some people call it disgusting. I happen to like hot cereal. And again, the basics, sugar and milk, makes hot cereal very tasty for me. But once again, my dad steps in with another idea. If you have oatmeal, also works with cream of wheat, which, by the way, is also tasty and better than oatmeal, in my opinion. But with either one of these, once you get a bowl of hot oatmeal or cream of wheat, you put a pat of butter on it while it's hot, 
which helps the butter melt. And then instead of milk, you serve it with maple syrup. And no, we didn't use real maple syrup. It was too expensive. We used the Aunt Jemima, the Mrs. Butterworth. Whatever the fake maple syrup on sale was that week, that's what we used. But I'm telling you, maple syrup, butter, hot cereal, great combination. Really good. So I developed a love for cereal from an early age. I ate it all of the time. Now that love for cereal also kind of translated into a love for granola. I also like granola, served with milk or sprinkled in yogurt. But I think my transition between cereal and granola happened with a cereal called Grape Nuts. They still have Grape Nuts, though they're harder to find than they used to be. There's no grapes and there's no nuts in Grape Nuts. What Grape Nuts are, are little tiny nuggets of, I don't know what, something? Wheat chunks? Oat chunks? But when I say little tiny nuggets, they are little tiny nuggets. If you imagine a straight pin with a little ball on the top, the nuggets were a little bigger than that. And some people loved grape nuts and some people hated grape nuts because it was like eating gravel. It literally was. You would pour a bowl of grape nuts and it would sound like you were pouring pebbles into a bowl. You had to eat them with sugar. At least I did because they were unedible without the sugar. But with the sugar, I found them really tasty. They were advertised years ago by a guy named Yule Gibbons. He was one of those early health food type guys. At least that's how I remember him. It was all natural. It was healthy. It was tasty. It was like biting into a piece of cardboard. But with the sugar and milk, it was really good. I liked it. And grape nuts was relatively inexpensive. So we always had grape nuts in the house. And the thing I discovered with grape nuts is they were really good if you mixed them in with yogurt. I like yogurt too. Another breakfast food that I can eat anytime. But if you mix the grape nuts in with your yogurt, it gave it a little crunch. You let the grape nuts sit in the yogurt for a few minutes because that would help soften up the grape nuts just a little bit. But it added a little crunch to the yogurt, which I liked. With grape nuts, there was no flakes, no fruit, no nothing in it. It was just these little pebbles, but they were really good. But when they started to market granola, which is actually chunks of wheat and some actual nuts and some dried fruit sometimes, depending on what kind of granola you get. It was an easy transition for me from grape nuts to granola, which I also eat with either milk and sugar, always the sugar, or I mix granola in with yogurt. These were quick and easy meals for me when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, when I was in college. It was cheap. It was easy. All I needed was milk, sugar, a bowl, and a box of whatever, and I could eat. Now, somewhere along the line, I also developed an appreciation for scrambled eggs. Now, that was not as a result of mom making them for breakfast. Mom would make scrambled eggs for lunch. That's probably one of the reasons that I like scrambled eggs pretty much any time of the day. Mom would make them for lunch. She would have scrambled eggs and put them on toast. This dish had the complex name of eggs on toast. And that's how mom would ask if we'd like some. I'm making some eggs on toast. Would you like some? Oh yeah, mom. Love eggs on toast. So she would put a couple slices of bread in the toaster, scramble up a couple eggs. The toast would pop up. She'd butter the toast. Always butter. In my house, it was always sugar and always butter. So she'd butter up the toast. She'd put the eggs on it that she was scrambling while the toast was toasting, because that's how long it takes to scramble eggs, maybe two minutes. And then I remember this vividly. She would cut it into quarters. Actually, it was quarters of quarters, because she would cut it in half and then in half. So you'd have quarters. And then she'd cut the quarters into quarters. So you'd wind up with 16 pieces of eggs on toast for each slice of toast, for a grand total of 32 pieces. 32 little bite-sized pieces of egg on toast. And it was so good. So I always loved eggs on toast. The other thing mom did with her scrambled eggs was make scrambled egg sandwiches. 
Basically, it was eggs on toast, except without the toast. Really, that's all there was to it. Instead of putting the toast in the toaster, she would take two slices of white bread out, put them on the plate. She'd scramble up a couple of eggs, put the eggs on one slice of the bread, put the other slice of bread on top of it. Boom, scrambled egg sandwich. And I loved those too. Now, some people like scrambled eggs with ketchup, including Mrs. Gamerdude, although she's more of a fried egg person. And I've had a scrambled egg sandwich with ketchup on it, and it's tasty. But you know what? I'd rather put like cheddar cheese in the scrambled eggs, make a scrambled egg sandwich that way. But even just the plain scrambled eggs, salt them up a little bit, maybe a little pepper if you're feeling adventurous, throw that on bread. It's a great sandwich. So those were my breakfast staples when I was a kid. Basically cereal and scrambled eggs that would be a lunchtime meal. So I always loved that kind of stuff for breakfast. When we went to my grandmother's house, that's when we would get the sides of bacon and sometimes biscuits. But the thing I vividly remember was the bacon. My mom made bacon too. My brother was a big bacon fan, more so than I was. So mom would make bacon occasionally. But my grandmother always made bacon. Every time we were up there, she would make bacon. And I remember waking up to the smell of bacon every time we visited my grandma. And I always ate bacon and eggs up at grandma's house. Grandma was a breakfast maker, so she got everybody up and she had food ready for everybody. I don't know when my breakfast tastes expanded beyond just the bacon, eggs, and toast. I didn't eat breakfast much when I was in college. I was on one of the cheaper room plans, which included a meal plan, but a very minimal meal plan, because I ate a lot out of my dorm room. And in my dorm room, I had a little fridge, which had my milk, and on my shelves, I had my cereal. And through college, I ate mostly cold cereal for breakfast. Now, one of the cafeterias that I went to in college with some of the guys on the floor had a fancy room that they would open up on the weekends called the Strawberry Patch. And that's where you could get something fancier than the usual tray of scrambled eggs and tray of limp bacon and cold sausage. It was more of a sit-down kind of setting than a cafeteria setting. You actually had to make reservations to go there. But you could pay for it with the meal coupons that you had that was part of the meal plan at college. Now, I didn't really know about this place. One of the other guys on the floor said, hey, you want to go over to the strawberry patch for breakfast? I said, sure, I guess. Why not? And that's where I discovered some of the breakfast foods that I've come to love. Different kinds of pancakes, granola pancakes, whole wheat pancakes, waffles, sausage links versus sausage patties. You could get either or both and French toast. Now, I know my mom occasionally made French toast. As I sit here thinking about it, I remember that she made it. But I don't remember ever really eating it at mom's house. I know that she made it, but it was never a big deal. It was not like, okay, we're making French toast. Let's have French toast for lunch. I remember her making it. I just don't remember eating it there. That's a weird little memory that I have or that I don't have. She made it. I just didn't eat it. But when I went to the strawberry patch, I had French toast. I had pancakes. I had waffles. They served a pancake there where they would put fresh strawberries on top of the pancake, whipped cream on top of that. You didn't need maple syrup for that one. You had strawberries and strawberry juice and whipped cream all mixed together, making the pancake so delicious. And I was in another world discovering these new things like strawberry pancakes, peach cobbler pancakes, whole wheat pancakes, and then French toast. Oh, the French toast, it was good. I didn't like it as much as pancakes, but it was just different. I liked it, so I would try it. The other thing I discovered, hash browns. Oh, goodness me, what a discovery this was. We didn't have potatoes for breakfast. There's hash browns, and then there's also the home fries. For those who don't know the difference, hash browns are shredded potato formed basically into a patty or a square. 
Some people like that firm patty where it's fried all together. Some people like just the shredded potato that they pack into a square. But that's hash browns. Home fries, you take a potato that's already been cooked, a boiled potato, a baked potato, and you cut it up into chunks and you fry that in the pan. You can do it with seasoning, with onions, with peppers, or just the potatoes. I prefer hash browns, but I will eat home fries if they're good. I'm very particular with my home fries. A little onion is good. Sometimes pepper is good, but not too much. I want the potato. But I discovered these things when I started going out to breakfast in college. And I also discovered I loved them. They were so good. And as the years went on, I discovered all different kinds of combinations of all of the things that I loved. I tried fried eggs. I never had fried eggs as a kid. I tried fried eggs. And there's something very appealing about taking your toast and dipping it into the yolk of the egg. I still prefer scrambled, but I'll go fried on occasion just to change it up a little bit. I discovered sausage patties and sausage links. Some people prefer one over the other. As long as it's sausage, I'm fine with it. If you made me choose, I would probably choose links over patties. But to me, that's basically a coin flip. I still enjoy bacon, but for my breakfast meat, I'd prefer sausage over bacon. No disrespect to grandma, who really made a great bacon. Nothing these days compares to the bacon that my grandmother made. So that's probably one of the reasons that I prefer sausage now over bacon. Because nothing compares to that memory from childhood. It doesn't. So the perfect breakfast platter for me, a couple of scrambled eggs, a couple of pieces of toast, a couple of sausage patties, and some hash browns on the side. That is a standard order for me. As long as I can get that at a restaurant, I'm fine. And you can find that everywhere. Every diner, every Denny's, every IHOP, every Waffle House. They will all give you scrambled eggs, sausage links, home fries or hash browns, and toast. You can get that anywhere. And if you get a good plate of that, you know you're in a good restaurant. At least as far as I'm concerned. Now, I told you I was going to give you a recipe for French toast. French toast is easy. I've seen people make it over the years. I've learned to make it over the years. I've been literally making it for 20 years, at least. Basic French toast is the easiest thing in the world that you can make. Here's the most simple way that you can make French toast. You need two pieces of bread, two eggs, a pat of butter in the bottom of your frying pan, and that's it. You take your two eggs, crack them open, put them in a bowl, whisk them up with a fork. You want to make sure they're all super well mixed. You don't want to see yolk and white separate at all. You want it all mixed up into one frothy little mess. And you're putting it in a bowl because what you're going to do is take your two pieces of bread and you're going to dip them into that egg. I say dip. What you're going to do is take the piece of bread, drop it into the egg, coat the one side, flip it over. Yes, with your fingers. You're going to get a little messy, but flip it over. Make sure both sides are coated and then throw it in your frying pan, which you have heated up to about medium, maybe a little less than medium. Do that with the other slice of bread. Cover both sides. Throw that in the frying pan too. Obviously, you want a frying pan that's big enough to hold two slices of bread. You're going to let it cook on each side for about four minutes because you want to brown up the egg. Make sure it's cooked all the way through. Flip it over. Cook it for another four minutes. Take them out of the pan. Put them on a plate. That's it. That's French toast. The most basic form, the easiest way to make French toast. And if you serve that with a sprinkle of cinnamon on top and some maple syrup, you have an impressive looking breakfast that was just that easy to make. You don't have to do anything more than that and people will be impressed that you made French toast. And even if you're not trying to impress your friends, your family, whoever you're cooking for, or even if you're just cooking for yourself, you don't have any other ingredients, you can make French toast with that and it'll be good. But if you want to fancy it up a little bit, If you want to give it a little more flavor, if you want it to taste like something a little bit different that you're just not going to get anywhere else, here's what you do. 
You still need the eggs, you still need the bread. After you whip up the eggs in the bowl, before you dip the bread in, go into your cabinet, pull out the vanilla. Yes, the vanilla you use for baking. Take a quarter of a teaspoon of vanilla. Add that to the eggs. If you don't have a quarter teaspoon, just use the cap off the vanilla bottle. Fill it about halfway. Use that as your measure. Then if you have milk or half and half in your fridge, you're going to add a splash of that to the two eggs that you mixed up. And when I say splash, I literally mean a splash. You pour it, boosh, that's it. You can add a little more if you want it a little richer. You can skip it all together if you don't have it. But I find that half and half, milk works, but half and half adds a nice richness to the flavor of the French toast. So a splash, or maybe two, if you're using two eggs. And then cinnamon. If you have cinnamon in your cabinet, sprinkle some cinnamon. Not the cinnamon sugar mix, just cinnamon. Sprinkle that in there. You will find that the cinnamon doesn't dissolve. It's not supposed to. What you're going to do after you mix up the cinnamon is you're going to immediately dip your bread in there. And it will cling to various parts of the bread as you throw it into the pan. Now, if you do that, you're going to have a French toast that tastes like nothing you've ever had before. There'll be some subtle flavors there that whether you add butter or cinnamon or confectioner sugar, which Mrs. Gamer Dude likes, and you put maple syrup on all of that or fresh fruit, it's really good. Really good. Now, that recipe that I gave you, two pieces of bread, two eggs, that's for two pieces of French toast, obviously. If you're making four, add an extra egg. If you're making six, add an extra two eggs and a little more vanilla and a little more half and half or milk. The more you're making, obviously, the more vanilla and the more half and half or milk you add. You try to keep everything proportionate. But this goes back to what I've always said about cooking. Cooking is like jazz. You can mix it up however you want. Add a little of this, add a little of that. Stay with the same basic framework, but ad lib a little. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Storytime. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you give the French toast recipe a try. You're going to love it. I know you will. And if you do give it a try, let me know how it comes out. In the meantime, you guys take care of yourselves. Don't eat too much French toast or cereal or scrambled egg sandwiches. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.